This is Brunch with the Hollowells, and to start us off is a quote from Sean. When you are dead, you too will serve me. No. I know, you're not going to get it, because you don't know what it is. So, it's from a video game. Oh, okay. I've been playing a video game, and I'm so happy to see a witch in it. I've been playing The Rise of the Tomb Raider, finally. Okay. And there was a downloadable content where you face off against Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, we've talked about in our witch episode before. We have, yes. She's a Russian witch, and the way they played it into Tomb Raider is really cool. It was similar to Scarecrow in the Arkham games. Because Laura gets this powder on her and she's kind of like going crazy. So she fights Baba Yaga who's in her house with the chicken legs. But you don't really know if it's real or not because she's drugged up. Okay. Awesome. I was just really excited to see a witch in that game. Do you feel that they did their research and made her as accurate as possible to the real thing? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Baba Yaga. I've heard of that, but just never like seen her, seen her before. Um, are you happy there's a second Tomb Raider? Yeah, this is the second one. No, movie. Oh, there's a second movie. There's going to be a second movie. I didn't love the first movie. I didn't watch the first movie. You know what's funny is I was so excited for it because that game was amazing, and I fell asleep hardcore. Like, half the movie I was gone. Yeah, I, I fell didn't asleep. like what I saw. I fell asleep during the second Angelina Jolie one. <laughs> like, all of the middle of the movie missed all of it. They did this whole thing in the new one where, like, Lara is basically, like, the starving, like, young adult trying to make her living, like, delivering pizza. It was weird. I didn't need all that. Delivering pizza? Yeah. What kind of movie is this? Okay. We're done. It is time for Brush with the Hollow Elves. <laughs> Let's talk some charm, shall we? This is episode seven of season three. We are doing power outage today. But before we get to that, I know that all of you could not wait to hear what Sean and I thought of the latest charm news that has come out. Well, I shouldn't say charm news, but it is involving... Some of the Charm Sisters. It seems that um, Miss Holly Marie Combs, a.k.a. Piper Hollowell, has been hinting to some kind of news that she was not allowed to say. But for over a month, she has been hinting and throwing little drops and stuff all around Twitter and Instagram closing in on something she wasn't allowed to talk about until now she gave us false dates she kept saying oh on this day we'll be able to say something and then couldn't and then it would just go dark and we wouldn't hear anything and then all of a sudden there were hints her and Alyssa milano liked netflix on twitter and they liked shondaland on twitter now shondaland shonda rhymes who is creator of uh, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, Grey's Anatomy. She recently signed a deal with Netflix to do 
um, a couple of shows for them. She's going to create some shows on Netflix. So everybody was like, is this the charm reunion that we're going to get? Are we finally getting like a movie, a revival, something? Is Shondaland involved with it? Are they going to produce? Like everybody was so happy that something was going down. So a couple of days ago, the news finally came out. And the only hint that we knew that it involved Shondaland and that she was going to get to play um, sisters again. That's all she could say. <laughs> so the news is that on October 10th, in the upcoming season of Grey's Anatomy, Holly Marie Combs and Alyssa Milano, a.k.a. Piper and Phoebe, will be guest starring for one episode as sisters. <laughs> and they each... Well, not each, but they play sisters who has a third sister uh, who is brain dead. And they have to figure out if they want to keep her alive or let her rest. I don't know if they're going to joke or hint or give any Easter eggs about them being on Charm together or anything like that. But this is the first time that the two of them will be working together since the series Charmed has ended over 10 years ago. So, a lot of people are very, very happy about this, but there are some people out there that are so hateful, and they are turning to Holly Marie Combs to blame that we still don't have a charm revival. Like, how dare you dis like, like go against what fans clearly want? You're gonna do some stupid thing on Grey's Anatomy, and yet you won't come up with like everybody is. Very, very pissed off that this news was not Charm-related. Um, I know you don't have too much history with the sisters, but hearing a news like this, would this be something you would, like, like put a time aside to actually be like, ooh, I'm going to watch that episode, and I want to see them together, and yada yada. I'd watch it, definitely, because I like the show. Um, I kind of I see what fans are saying, like... There's a lot of buildup to somebody making an announcement. I'm thinking back to when Marvel did this with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it was still exciting news. It just wasn't what people expected. So exactly. I wouldn't hate on Holly Marie Combs, though. Like, and Jesus. They've been blaming her for everything. But it's because she is the most vocal amongst all the sisters regarding the show. She shows up to all the Comic-Con events and, and stuff like that. And... She's heard everybody's plea. We want a show. We want a show. And, you know, they're not giving them one, but it's not up to her. She doesn't own it. It's not her. Stop blaming Holly Marine Combs. She didn't do anything. If she had her way, I'm sure she would do something. But the woman is traveling. I mean, she could have easily just moved on with the rest of her life Mm -hmm. and not even worry about this show. The fact that she still is you know, going to fans after so long and and will not put this to bed. She loves all of you and is willing to show up anywhere she can in order to um, appease her fans, regardless how old this show is, and still continue to do it. Anybody who, who, you know, points a finger at her ought to be ashamed of themselves. So, you know, screw you. Let (laughs) it go. It is just a TV show. I am a fanatic. I would love one. But these women have lives of their own. They are characters. They're playing characters. Like, stop. And I'm sure this was her, like, middle ground of something she can control 
and give to the fans. Like, at least I can do this for you. Because yes. you're right, she can't control the show. Exactly, exactly. Um, I am ecstatic about this. I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. If they even became a part of the cast, I probably wouldn't start it. I would wait until it's all over. But a guest star appearance, I think that's something fun. It's It, it will wake up some people when those ratings go up. A lot of people are going to be watching Grey's Anatomy now. Every, but like there were so many comments. I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, never seen an episode of my life, but I will watch this one. Like people are going to show up and it's going to wake some people and maybe we'll see some in the future. But um, yeah, there you go. That's our face. Your first Patreon. We'll cover the <laughs> Grey's Anatomy episode. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I had for Charmy News or Charmy News, Charm News for uh this episode so let's get to the recap boom this is called power outage it originally aired november 16 2000 it was written by monica breen and allison scapeger uh directed by chris zisk guest stars include demon of the week jason carter as andrus and we also have our triad members back uh amir sean and rick with special musical guests, Fastball. Yay! <laughs> Cole has a nightmare in which he has to tell Phoebe the truth about himself and morphs into Balthazar. He wakes up to find a member of the triad in his room. He conjures a knife into Cole's hand and threatens to kill him if he doesn't kill the Charmed Ones. The sisters meet at P3 and discuss Balthazar. Since he is an upper level demon they need to somehow get part of his flesh to make a vanquishing potion for him phoebe stares off into space expecting cole at any moment cole finally shows up and tries to pull phoebe aside the sisters have a dozen scheduling conflicts and try to palm off their various tasks on each other after piper and prue leave cole claims an insight on how to win a big case and leaves phoebe he heads out back and tells his shadow to inform the triad he's figured out how to Kill the sisters. <laughs> so it actually took me a minute. I was reading the synopsis as the episode was going on. And the first line says Cole has a nightmare. And I'm like, where's the nightmare? They're just hanging out and talking. I don't remember a nightmare. Did he wake up already? And I was like, oh, I forgot. This is a dream sequence. <laughs> I totally forgot that that was going on. But um, you knew it was a dream or you didn't care or it didn't like dawn on you. Like when he turned and like uh, lunged when he at her. turned, I knew it was a dream. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. kind of obvious. I mean, they wouldn't yeah. just kill one of them just right off the. That'd be no. cool though, but it mm. didn't happen. <laughs> um, so Phoebe is obviously very concerned about where they stand after they have sex, which is usually the order of operation. You know, in a perfect world, we would love to know where we stand before going there, but. Don't you love it when the world just suddenly just alters its universe and fate to make sure that one out of the two is shady and flaky as fuck after the first time? Something always happens to doubt that sex has ruined it. Everything changes. Nothing is the same. The next call, the next text, the... Somebody suddenly cancels or just gets busy all of a sudden. It always happens right after. <laughs> in movies and shows? Is that what you're saying? Well, in general. Oh. The, in general. No, I mean, I'm not saying that happens to me personally a lot. But, I mean, 
have you ever like shared a kiss with somebody or had an amazing date and then all of a sudden just the routine of it all just changes something alters and kind of gives you a little bit of doubt or does everything just work out the exact same way it did even before no yeah i'm definitely one of those people who like unnecessarily worry so another way i'm like phoebe like especially with text messages it's so hard to know what they mean by text messages Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) no i hear you uh the one thing that i love and this happens actually quite a bit uh it's nothing personal to me but i just think it's so funny you know how you'll be on like an app or something, right? And you'll just be talking and the conversation is flowing. Like they're responding within a good amount of time. There's no huge delays. But then like when you're like, oh, can I see more pictures or something, right? And then when you send the pictures, that's when they get busy and they don't return to their phone for like a while. And so it's like the timing of it all. You send a picture and then all of a sudden it goes silent. That is the worst time to go off and go and do whatever it is you need to do. Because, yes, you're not attached to your phones 24-7. And, yes, life happens. You have to go to the bathroom. You have to answer a phone call. Something happens. But did it have to be right after I sent a fucking photo? Like, (laughs) that shit is terrifying. Those few minutes when you're waiting for a response to things that you've sent them and it's always it's like clockwork every single time i just did that to someone horrible horrible i was in the jacuzzi with anthony and we're talking to this other couple and i asked what does your boyfriend look like and they sent the pictures but my phone hasn't been giving the notifications so i finally went back in to be like god did he send them and he had sent the pictures and he sent did you get them yet? yeah yeah <laughs> It had been like 20 minutes. Sean, that's fucked. I felt so bad. That is so fucked. It's not my fault. It's my fault's fault. But how, does, how do you do that? How do you ask... It's my for, fault. How do you <laughs> do that? How do you ask somebody to send photos and then just disappear? We were in the jacuzzi. That makes... But you were responding quite frequently beforehand, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> that is so fucked up. But it always happens that way. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I just think that's funny. <laughs> So at the manor, the sisters are eating breakfast when Belzar barges in. Demon! With her mouth full. <laughs> Phoebe levitates and kicks him. Um, Belzar recovers and throws an energy ball. But Piper freezes it just in time. And Pruashal projects and kicks Belzar from behind. Just as Belzar recovers... Piper slashes him with a knife and he reveals himself to be Leo in a glamour. It was just a drill. What did you think of that scene? Did you any doubt that that was not him? I and mean, we already had a dream sequence, but they already were like, we have to do the earthquake drill. What did you think of this scene? I actually did think that was him at first. Okay. I was surprised it wasn't. But one thing I did notice, Phoebe's hair looked atrocious. <laughs> you are horrible. <laughs> it was like that blonde, like after it looks really good blonde, but now it's fading and like it just looked a mess. Oh, so you didn't like the color? Yeah, I didn't oh, like the I color. Oh, I thought it was like styling. parted weird or something for mm-hmm. you. Oh, so you're just hating on the color. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> so the sisters had believed for some time uh, Beltazar would be bold enough to just attack them at the manor. Especially going through that exact door through the conservatory. I wonder if their plan only works if he comes in that entrance. What kind of house actually has a conservatory? That shit's only in Clue. The Adams Family Manor has a conservatory. (laughs) Okay, fine. Yeah. 
There are conservatories out there. Yeah. The Winchester House. Yeah. Conservatory. Yeah. They have a conservatory too. The yeah. Winchester House is weird though. They have rooms everywhere. I know. That doesn't I count. I love that house. I love that house. So they had been uh, rehearsing for such an attack. But again, I it like if they attack them while they're asleep, I don't know. I'd attack them like right at 430 in the morning. That's when they're deep sleep. Mm-hmm. They ain't getting up for shit. <laughs> but uh, apparently they're going to he's going to attack right when they're sitting down eating and doing whatever. So Cole confers with uh, Andres, the demon of rage or the spirit of rage. He plans to use Andres to divide the charm ones. Cole tells him that the Charm One's powers are tied to their bond as sisters. If Andrus can break it, Cole believes it will be easy to attack them. He wants to go after Phoebe first since she is the youngest and most vulnerable. Oh, real quick. Yes. We already passed it, but I wanted to point out how funny it was Cole's face when the sisters were fighting, and he was just looking from beyond, like, all confused, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he noticed something different, that uh, sisters bigger yeah. to each other quite a bit, and he's like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, we got a hmm out of you during this scene. The plot thickens, we are revealed to another um, of Wiley Coyote's plan, <laughs> And um, (laughs) he just does this far-fetched idea instead of just taking a knife or a gun and just shooting them. And then, of course, Cole just wants to go Dr. Evil on them. You just don't get it, do you? (laughs) I mean, his plans are just so out there. Like, I have a gun in my room. (laughs) I will go and get it. Blam, blow their brains out. You just don't get it, Scotty. (laughs) Just don't get it. So, due to the power outage of the title, you are absolutely correct. They lost their powers and need to figure out how to get them back. And that so wasn't obvious from the title. I'm so smart. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't say electrician came in and, like, (laughs) tried to kill him by stealing the book. Shut up. (laughs) No, okay, so what did you think of Cole's plan? Um, Cole's plans are funny. They're definitely, like, outrageous and more entertaining than just getting a gun robbed that's boring. <laughs> but I think there's a part of Cole, like, he doesn't want his plan to work himself because he's always the one who thwarts it. He's stalling. He yeah. is heavy stalling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he also doesn't want to get his hands dirty. And I think that is one of the biggest draws to each plan is that he's never around when it happens. He right. always includes some kind of other demon to do his dirty work for him. Um, I actually liked the earthquake drill, though. Just the way that it was formatted. You know, her, you know, Peru Astral projecting behind him. You know, Piper Freeze. I just, I just, I liked the plan. If yeah. it was executed exactly the way that they wanted to. That was good. But I, I did like it. Phoebe is coming home from class and runs into Cole in the parking lot. He apologizes for walking out on Phoebe the night before and asks her out. She says she can get Piper to cover for her. As Phoebe drives away in Prue's car, Cole gestures and a gas line develops a leak. That looked funny to me because it looked like the gas line was on the outside of the car, but it's I guess the camera just zoomed right inside of the car, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, that's what you're saying. Piper is serving refreshments for a homeowners association meeting and is somewhat perturbed that she has to constantly put off a doctor's appointment to help them. The neighbors bicker uncontrollably. Phoebe finally comes home and asks Piper to take her place at the meeting. Piper resents being burdened in this fashion. 
She wants Leo to help, but he's called away on another assignment. <laughs> so have you ever had to deal with a neighbor problem? I've never attended a homeowner's association, but I will say this. The minute I go to a meeting, I've made it. I have money up the ass that I can just burn right. to be a part of a neighbor's association. The only other time I've seen that was on Will and Grace when they had to fight who was going to be president. But other than that, who the fuck attends a neighborhood association? Like, I've made it. <laughs> we did have an issue once at my parents' house. Of course you did. Across the street from them, this lady lives with her husband and her kids, and they live with her parents. So it's three generations. And, like, they kept trying to use my parents. So, like, every time we would be outside, they would run over with the kids and be like, we need a ride to Home, or we need a ride to Home Depot. We need this. We need that. So, like, it got weird where my parents were like, don't go outside right now. Go back in the house. <laughs> but that's the closest. I've never been to a homeowner's association. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have ever had problems with neighbors either. Um, Whoa, actually. Yeah. I do have a story. So, in Seattle... I lived in a building where there was a basement apartment. Anything I did would disrupt him. And he probably wasn't used to a lively young man with his first apartment ever to be bumping around and having guests over. I had visits from that man who, by the way, lived with his mom. Uh, yeah, it was it was something down there. But he would visit me on a regular and tell me that I was too loud. I came home with... Guitar Hero with a drum set. <laughs> I played it for two minutes and he already was like, stop. And I never played it again. Wow. Do you know how much the money that cost me when I when you buy something like that? Well, first off, Rob, I know that you're lying because there wasn't drums on Guitar Hero. So it's probably rock band. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You knew what I meant. Fuck of rock band. It's not called Drum Hero. It's called Guitar Whatever. Hero. <laughs> guitar Hero with the drum set. That's what I got. So there you go. But yeah, I would put together furniture, like bookcases. Go do that outside in the courtyard. Like it, it was insane. I couldn't do shit in that apartment. It was so horrible. Other than that, yeah, I always made sure that um, if I lived somewhere else that the floors were sturdy and filled with bricks in between so they wouldn't hear me at all right people think i'm weird because i always like to get the bottom apartment because then i can be as noisy as the fuck i want technically those are the cheaper apartments yeah, that's you yeah because i don't give a fuck about a view i don't need a view i want the bottom floor i'm totally content with having mm -hmm. the bottom floor and it's the easy way out but i always would get paranoid that I would get attacked first because I'm at like ground level for somebody to like come in and like yeah. break in. That creeps me out. But then I think, oh, if there's a fire, I don't want to be on the top floor. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Yeah, no. <laughs> but if there's a flood, I yeah. would want to be on the top floor. <laughs> yeah, no, I think about all of this. <laughs> so, um, so Piper feeling very um, taken for granted at this point. She is assumed to not be as busy or can change her plans at a whim. Because everybody else's problems are the same. Do you feel obligated as a family member to always just say yes to every favor? Um, I think she was in a rough situation on this one because one of the sisters had to be there since they were putting it on. And since both of them ditched her, what choice did she have then? But it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had later. Like, you need to not walk on me like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. have, do you feel obligated to take favors from family members regardless? 
or are you okay with saying no to them? Um, I feel obligated. Like they help me out a lot, so I have to help them out a lot. It's like give and take. So okay. I usually say yes to them. Cool. In fact, when I get home, I have to make the ballot things for my sister. Thank you for reminding me. Of course, no problem. <laughs> That's what brunch with the Hollowells is for. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that Piper, um, being the kind-hearted, you know, lovable woman that she is, um, loves helping out her sisters, but I think that she also has an issue with holding a lot of stuff in. Yeah. She never, ever, I mean, well, yes, she, she has been vocal. She was very vocal about the club, but she didn't put her foot down. That's the other thing is that. She's still learning to step out of the shadows of the oldest and youngest and stops being the middle sister. And we'll get to that when they get into that big argument, because there's another thing that I think comes with being the middle child that she kind of fits under and couldn't help it. But I, I totally get why she felt she was obligated. Well, I for one think Holly Marie Combs is a bitch because she won't bring charm back. <laughs> <laughs> You're so horrible. He does not think that. Holly, um, I have a feeling that at this point in our series, you are finally listening to us in secret. It's okay. You don't have to admit to be listening to our podcast, but I'm just here to tell you, Sean does not believe that one bit. He it's her fault why Charm's not back. He thinks you're it's awesome. It's her fault. So, yes, but we want to thank you for listening. When you're ready to admit... Please do like we can't wait. We can't wait for the recognition, but it's it's all good. It's all good. So Cole, outside in his car, calls uh, for Andrus. Uh, he tells him to infect Piper first. So Andrus is very confused, but Cole tells him that he plans to have Prue infected next, and then they blame Phoebe for everything. Andrus notices Cole doesn't seem too excited about what will be a major, a major coup. I noticed this too. Like, as he was talking about it, he just was not looking at him when he was talking to him. And he just felt very depressed. And I'm just like, he's not feeling this. Mm -hmm. It's just a job to him. But he really doesn't want to be doing this. And I was like, you're the one that came up with the plan. <laughs> Home dude gave you an athame the minute you woke up from bed with your morning wood. And all you had to do was stab a bitch. And, like, you couldn't do that. You had to <laughs> just come up with this plan that you don't even want to do. <laughs> but, uh, where am I? So Cole picks up Phoebe and... Andrus infects Piper with rage, and Piper angrily throws his bickering neighbors out. And so Cole and Phoebe have dinner at a salsa club. Phoebe talks... <clears throat> I like how he said salsa. It's salsa club. Oh, the salsa. Oh. You make it sound so, like, spunky. <laughs> salsa. <laughs> I like salsa clubs, um, especially salsa dancing. I think it's fun. Phoebe talks a bit about her past, but Cole isn't willing to do so back. So Phoebe wants to dance, uh, but Cole tries to beg out of it, claiming to be a very bad dancer. Uh, yeah, I like what she said here. She was like, look, if you don't want to talk about us, which is what this dinner's for, then we're going to dance. We're going to do one or the other. So, <laughs> However, Phoebe persuades him uh, to get up for a slow dance. Now, Sean, as us gays have our own clubs, we don't have very fancy you know, dinner club 
you know, restaurant type places for us gays to go to that would occasionally have a slow dance on a dance floor. Do you think us gays should have the opportunity to slow dance with our loved ones? Well, Rob, thinking back to high school dances when they would do a bunch of fast songs and then an occasional slow. Mm hmm. I missed having the slow dances. They can be very sensual. I totally agree with you. This happened one time in Washington. I went to a club and it was an R&B night. And, you know, obviously most of it was a lot of dance music, but they played a slow song. I forget the group. It was a woman's group, but it was a a slow R&B song. And I didn't give a fuck who I was with. I was with (laughs) my boyfriend at the time, but... I was like, we're dancing to this because we will never get another opportunity to slow dance in a gay club ever in our lives. And we did it and it felt so good. I would love to have a club or a place to go where you can occasionally have a slow dance. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. I would want this I Promise You by NSYNC. That's <laughs> mine and Stephanie's song. I'm going way back. I want Casey and JoJo all my life. <laughs> I want to slow dance to that. I love that damn song. Or or uh, Drew Hill, um, these are the moments of oh my, my life. I forget the name of that song, <laughs> but I remember the video was the man in the Iron Mask sort of like motif, and in uh, Lisa Turtle was in the video. Oh my god! Oh, I love it. Oh, I miss that video. <laughs> uh, so Prue had a photo shoot scheduled at P three, but was unable to make it because her gas tank was too low. Not knowing Cole ruptured it, Prue tries to get. Uh, another time but Piper snatches Prue's cell phone from her hand and cancels it she is also angry at Prue for leaving her equipment lying around and throws one of her lenses to the floor so just then Andrus fills Prue with rage and Prue yells back oh 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 with her you know oohs and ahs and uh, Piper well yells at Piper and then smashes a blender on the floor And then Piper has this look like, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Cole brings Phoebe home. They start to kiss, but Cole sees Andres out of the corner of his eye. Phoebe arrives to find Prue and Piper yelling at each other. Phoebe tries to calm them down, but they turn on her. Andres infects Phoebe with rage, and she starts yelling back. Phoebe had been wearing Piper's earrings, and Piper takes them off of her. Phoebe's rage boils over, and she kicks at Piper. Piper ducks and shoves Phoebe into Prue. Prue shoves Phoebe into a chair. Phoebe grabs one of Prue's cameras and throws it at Prue, who deflects it back at Phoebe. Phoebe levitates out of the way, and Piper freezes the camera in midair. The camera unfreezes and breaks against the pitcher. The sound of the camera breaking jars the three out of their rage, and a now sullen Phoebe walks out. The triquetra on the Book of Shadows separates. You actually said the word tricotra right. I did. Awesome. Good for you. Thank you. So who do you believe did the best job at channeling their rage in their acting? Mm, I'm going to say, because she's the one I remember the most, Piper. Okay. Who do you think won the argument throughout the three of them? Ooh. Because they were saying a lot of hateful shit. Some true, some out of rage, but there was a lot of points and a lot of, like, built-in stuff. 
I think the one that hurt the most was when she said Grams wasn't proud of Phoebe. What the fuck, yeah. dude? Piper is, I'm telling you, man. She, <laughs> like I said, she's the one that be holding a lot of stuff in. I, I, she couldn't wait to say that. Right? Ugh. But, I mean, I also think that bringing up the fact that, oh, I only went to high school. I didn't go to college. I'm just going now, which is kind of fucked up, writers. People go to college as adults all the time. That does not mm-hmm. mean you're dumb. It means life got the best of you. Don't hate. Don't hate. <laughs> Masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> but they said that quite a bit. Like, they, I think there was like two or three times they mentioned like, oh, you're in college now. You have no job and blah, blah, blah. But um, no, yeah, I think Piper definitely channeled the rage more than the other. I've seen Phoebe act like that already in, on the show, so wasn't really too much of a stretch for her and you know peru's peru (laughs) (laughs) and phoebe looked stunning at the club oh my god i love her dress i want to motorboat her (laughs) no she looked really good and it's funny when you have to dress up that fancy even during the day because it's where you're going is where the dress is going to come into play but like who walks out of the door at like four you know (laughs) in the afternoon during a homeowner's meeting (laughs) in a a dress like that like she's about to go to the emmys right but yeah no she looked great she looked great i agree um, I love this argument, though, as the camera is circling around them, just channeling all of them, getting like face to face action with the camera and just going back at each other. I really like the camera work uh, of this scene for one, um, for once. Yeah. So Prue and Piper are sweeping up the shattered camera when Leo orbs in. He's like, what is going on, girls? There's a problem. <laughs> we felt it. <laughs> something going on tell me what's wrong he came down like the father he's meant to be that was hilarious when you do it it looks it looks just gay (laughs) that's what he did with his like giant sweaters that he always wears (laughs) so he's telling them that they've had uh felt their fight and the power of three no longer works and so Prue and Piper don't believe him. But to prove it, Leo was like, yeah, just for that, I'm going to make you break this vase. Yeah, freeze this, bitch. <laughs> it didn't work. And they're just always breaking dishes and right. things in their house. They just don't care. I'd have just been like, freeze me in midair or something. Why do they got to break shit all the time? And yeah, they're... just like float down a piece of paper or something, it's not a vase. <laughs> so funny. So Piper tries to freeze it. But, you know, Leo's pissed. He's like, look, freeze this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, can't before it shatters on the floor and so Prue tries to telekinetically sweep up the pieces but can't so Leo tells them that since they use their powers on each other it severed their bond as sisters and they need to repair it um, fast in order to get their powers back so Phoebe goes to Cole who as Belthasar is chanting in a demonic language um, when she knocks Phoebe is in tears and collapses into Cole's arms Prue and Piper, back at the manor, can't even scry for her because they don't have their powers to begin with. No basic powers at all for them to even use. So Leo finds um, Andrus in the Book of Shadows, and they realize that Andrus boiled over some long-seething disputes. Phoebe is still distraught over her fight with Prue and Piper, and Cole comforts her. He offers to get a tissue, but actually goes for an athame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He pulls it as they kiss, but cannot bring himself to harm Phoebe. In time, he tells her to go home and reconcile with her sisters. After she leaves, Cole finds Andres in his apartment, 
Andres taunts Cole for letting himself develop feelings for Phoebe and goads him into becoming Beltazar. Andres possesses Beltazar and heads for the manor. Yes, as part of his power, he can also possess his victims as well. So this was very American Psycho-ish, the way that he was like playing this good old American guy when really he's a fucking psycho demon in between. And yes, Sean, you do have (laughs) this look because yes, I'm going to bring it up. This is why bitches be kissing with eyes open because who knows when a knife is hovering over them as they're making out with their supposed love. First off, that's why bitches don't be dating demons. <laughs> Second off, Michael Lumiere agreed with me. He kissed with his eyes closed. He yeah, told me. Majority of people do, yes. He was, yes. I'm sure a lot of people do. But this is why people be kissing with eyes open, dude. Like, you just never know. Can you imagine just like passionately making out with somebody when the whole time they got a knife over your head? That's fucked Their up. Their making out was not passionate. Do you remember Pet Cemetery? Yeah. Remember the ending to that? Yeah. Same thing. Stupid movie. Same thing, though. Stupid movie. Same thing. And like, yeah. I mean, that's not why I kiss my eyes open, but... You kiss with your eyes open? I do sometimes. That's disgusting. If I'm not feeling the got, dude, I oh. will. Yeah, if I'm not feeling it, I will. Oh, so it's Cole not filling it with Phoebe? Uh, he is in between feelings right now. He doesn't know what's going on with himself. Yes, he can't just throw everything at Phoebe and just be like, okay, I'm just going to lose myself in this. He is still contemplating his like job that he has to do. That hey big guys, case that he has to win. I'm in between jobs right now, just like I'm in between feelings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has a big case he has to win, and it's just all in his mind. So yes, he's not fully invested. Were you hurt by a demon when you were younger? (laughs) Never know. (laughs) You'll never know. Prue calls around but can't find Phoebe anywhere. Just then, Phoebe comes home. All three make apologies. And Balthazar and Andres merge together, burst right in. Guess what? Through the conservatory door, just like they planned, just like they plotted, remember? (laughs) I don't know why I just said that. Actually, I do. It's from Death Becomes Her. But still, (laughs) Prue tries to blow him back out of the door, and Piper tries to freeze him with no success. Leo cracks a chair over him, but Balthazar, Andreas, merging, uh, punches him uh, aside. Prue tells Piper and Phoebe to flee, but Piper and Phoebe want to fight him together. At that moment, that is when the Triquetra rejoins. Prue flings the knife out of Balthazar and Dreyas's hand, and the two merging hurls an energy ball, and Prue deflects it back at him, ejecting Andrus from his body. Balthazar turns on Andrus and finishes him with an energy ball. Finish him. No one betrays me. The sisters take positions as before because their plan worked exactly how they predicted. Fatality. <laughs> Phoebe levitates and kicks at Belzazar, but because Leo is a weak link, Phoebe cannot withstand the kick to the face and goes flying into the wall. Friendship. <laughs> uh, Belzazar throws his athame, but Piper freezes it, and then Prue astroprojects and kicks Belzazar from behind. Piper unfreezes the athame and gashes off a bit of Balthazar's flesh. 
and then Prue flings him through a conservatory window. Belthazar morphs into Cole as you somehow predicted because you were getting all noisy and shit over here. Babality. <laughs> yeah, you just assumed that he was going to turn back? Yeah, I knew he was going to turn back mostly because it did that thing that it does where it suddenly looks kind of fake in the background okay. so you know there's going to be a morph. Yeah. But I thought they were going to catch him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Cole appears and then he's badly wounded, but then shimmers away. Now I have a question for you because in the next scene he ends up where the triad is. I don't think he shimmered away himself. I think the triad did it. Like he didn't want to shimmer away. I mean, to me, it looked like he was like taken by surprise because the way his face was, he just looked panic like okay what's going on versus like oh i gotta get the hell out of here i don't know what do you think i will believe your theory when liam neeson is involved (laughs) (laughs) anyways um i don't know i guess it makes sense that why would he shimmer there because he shimmered right to where the enemy is after failing so yeah they probably did it yeah 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 um so leo this must have been his first day on the job (laughs) a fucking chair leo right Like, really? (laughs) Like, you have powers, dude. Use your fucking powers on him. I don't know why he never uses his powers. He acts like he isn't, like, this angel from above. And he used human (laughs) man objects to defeat a demon. He took a chair to him, Sean. throws a chair? Really? (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot of Austin Powers references today. Yes, we do. Um, But... I also wanted to point out that as they were apologizing to each other, making amends, admitting to their mistakes and faults and whatnot, this scene is a great example to show that this is a show about sisters who just happen to be witches. They do um, make it very apparent that we are watching three sisters bond and live with each other um, and and navigate through their adult lives as sisters, especially living with each other too. And um, I I like this scene, and I think scenes like this are needed every once in a while. And it's not all about the magic. Um, did you find this too cheesy, too chick like, or like was it? Well, what I'd say first, Captain Obvious, is Cole actually says it directly in the show, like yes, they're does. sisters, and that's their weakness. Yes, but yeah, no, I agree. Um, this definitely was a very sister-centric episode, and it is nice to have that bond between them because it makes us care about them all the more. Like when Phoebe went to Cole, I was really worried for the sisters in their triad because I thought that might be the end of it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say about like Buffy? Do you recall like a lot of moments like this or was it just done in different ways to like interact with each other in more of a human way instead of just like team Scoobies and let's go get the demon? Did they do a lot of those like humanly bond things with each other or was it all just kind of a joke? No, I would say they did because like when I'm thinking about your question I mainly think of Willow mm-hmm. and all the times that she would have a crush on someone and it wouldn't work and Buffy would be there to comfort her. True. Or like the way that um, when she's going through her stuff with Oz and finding out he was a werewolf, like how they dealt with that. So I'd say they did deal with more of that friendship and betrayal, but it, um, I don't know if it was as much as Charm did. Okay. 
I, you know, I, I just have to point this out. I don't know why it popped up. I really, really love when Buffy, when, when, when girls go bad. You remember that episode? Mm-hmm. And she t- kills two birds with one stone. She dances with Xander on the dance floor in front of Willow and then gets Xander super hard and was like, nope, yep. you will never be worthy of me. And oh my God, that scene was so <laughs> fucking epic. But that to me was done on a more human level. Forget vampires, forget demons, forget the master. That shit was rooted in the friendships and the fact that she was dealing with a lot of shit at mm-hmm. that time. And I do like moments like that when when they remind us that, that they are human more than just demon fighters. Yeah. The sisters meet at P3 where Fastball is playing. The bickering neighbors have settled their differences. The triad summons Cole. Apparently rumors had been brewing for some time that he'd developed feelings for Phoebe. One raises a fireball and allows Cole one last statement, which he makes by killing them all instead. So I can never read you while you're watching this show. He has literally been sentenced to death. What did you think was going to happen? (laughs) um i thought he was going to somehow shimmer away or escape them i didn't think he was gonna die but i didn't think he was gonna turn around and kill bitches i know so i will tell you guys um and i would love to hear from other charmies who have watched this show from the beginning what they were feeling when this happened i've never seen a higher up of a demon die by the hands of their own I would have never suspected Cole to turn on them the way he did. Literally, to save his own life, for one. But because of the love of a wit, Like, I was thrown. My jaw literally dropped and rolled out of the room. Like, I could not believe he went out and just, like, killed the triad and then cue the credits. Like, that shit blew my mind mm-hmm. back then. Um, so what did you think of these turn of events? Like, like what do you think is going to happen next? Like... Is this good writing? Do you like where it's going? Is it just too cheeseball that he went and just killed the triad like that? No, actually, I'm really excited for the next episode, and I have to wait, like, another freaking week. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's interesting because I'm wondering if we're going to see higher-up demons, more dangerous demons come now that Cole's enemy number one. And I'd like to see where he's going to go. Like, is he going to get more involved with the sisters because he's on the run? Or is he going to have to report to someone else? So this is what I meant before we started watching the episode. When I told you, to me, this is the beginning of the end. And um, you were like, this is only episode (laughs) seven. Like, what the deuce? It's so early. I'm like, yeah, the shit hits the fan from right here this this is where it all begins hmm. and you're gonna see a lot of um changes and revelations and things happening not necessarily that we've been aching to see for so long but it it, it started he he's pushed the button now we can't return like the, it's it's just gonna be so crazy after after this uh and i am excited for you to see the next episode to be honest it is very cole centric uh speaking of what do you think of the episode I really liked it. Awesome, awesome. It's worth the wait. Yeah, no, I would actually be surprised if you didn't say that. Uh, I, I think this episode 
definitely show the dynamic between Phoebe and Cole and how it disrupts sort of the balance of good and evil, to be honest, because we've never seen a demon go this far for a charm one, let alone somebody who's obviously not evil, but we are still breaking down more layers of Cole and there's more to him than we think. And, you know, they did kind of hint that he has a past that he doesn't want to talk mm -hmm. about. So again, that is something else to look forward to. But um, again, the sister dynamic thing I think is awesome too. So yeah, great episode for sure. Yeah, it had a good mix of comedy with the anger parts. It had a good mix of the sister bond. It had a good mix of mystery with Cole. So very exciting. Awesome. All right, Sean. I, I doubt we're going to get any men on our list today, but the show must go on. It's time for Hot Man Meter. You're trying to sway my vote. <laughs> All right, let's go through our contestants. We'll do our um, token man on the um, Neighbors Association. We have Alan, our curly blonde, glasses-wearing, arguing with women. You know what, Rob? I'm going to surprise you, and I'm not going to put him on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Uh, he's not going on my list either. Uh, but how about our demon of the week, our spirit of rage? You know what, Rob? I'm going to surprise you, and he's not going on my list. <laughs> uh, Andreas is played by Jason Carter, while Alan is played by Ron Marisco. Um, unfortunately, neither men made it on our list, but that is quite all right because we have so many more episodes to go. And I think you have a full 10, while I'm still at 9. I, I like think. men. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yep, that was quick. So now, <laughs> let's Heard do that before. Let's do our MVP sister. Where's all my soul sisters? Let me hear your flow sisters. Who stood out this week? For one thing alone, an outfit. I'm picking Phoebe. Really, Phoebe makes it okay. Um. I, uh, it honestly is between Piper and Phoebe. I'm sorry, Piper and Prue for me. I liked, um, Prue that she, again, keeps fighting more. She's coming up with the plan. Um, I, I, I'm just, I, again, anytime she does her oohs and her oh, oh yeah, yeah, like, I love it. She's just gold. Uh, Piper, of course, she took a slice out of home, dude. I mean, she, she, she <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, granted, she's going through it. She's been taken for granted. She's always in the middle. And that was another thing I wanted to point out. Prue called her a martyr. She's always there to take the, you know, the runt of it all and, and feels like she's a victim. And that is something that you can't escape when you're the middle child. You're always in the caught and you and you can't escape that. Um, I'm giving it to Piper. Hmm. Yeah, I think I really hmm. liked her in this episode. And again, I, I I just like the way her rage, like you said, stood out more than the others. And uh, I just love how she just took a slice out of home, dude. And if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be able to make the potion. So Piper gets my vote this week. I don't care. Why should I care? What you have for <laughs> lunch today? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right so there that is our episode of uh, power outage next week on charmed 
Sleuthing with the Enemy. I have a whole story for it already in my head when I saw the title. Yeah. Hopefully it's right. I think Cole, with nowhere to go, is going to turn to the sisters because they're going to be his greatest allies now against the demons. And he's going to want them to learn about the demons. So he's going to go undercover with them and lead them to figure stuff out. Okay. All right. That's very thorough. (laughs) We'll have to see if he's correct next week. Um, Actually, I do have some notes. I do have some notes. So... In this episode, Prue loses her power for the seventh time, <laughs> while Piper and Phoebe are still tied at six. Wow. <laughs> they keep losing their powers. Do you think that they are actually right to be the chosen ones if they continue to lose their powers? They're still alive, ain't they? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so after their cat fight, the sisters are standing there with an aerial view of them above from the camera, their position is very similar to the Triquetra on the book. Did you notice that? No. And so when Phoebe walks out of formation just before the Triquetra on the book separates. Hmm. Um, This episode also features the return of energy balls, which we never seen since the season one finale when that FBI agent had them. Wow. All of season two, we have not seen an energy ball. And then they brought them back. So after this episode, get used to them. You're going to see a lot of energy balls from demons now. So they must have, um, you know, gotten some more money in the budget. Yeah. And is able to produce energy balls a lot more often. And the fastball song that was playing, do you happen to know the name of it? I do not. It's called You Are an Ocean. Oh, okay. I used to have their album with The Way on it. I think it was called The Way, actually. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that album. It was good. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. Very good. Very good. Well, we hope you all enjoyed our latest episode of Brunch with the Hollowells. Thank you all for listening, of course. And tune in next Sunday during brunch where we will talk about Season 3, Episode 8, Sleuthing with the Enemy. Sean, say goodbye to the folks. Goodbye to the folks. <laughs>